Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtun Millwall. Listeners, welcome to a, an early spring night at the Den, South Bermondsey, for the visit of QPI and what is being billed as a critical championship fixture tonight. My name is Nick Hart. You are listening, of course, to Achtung Millwall, the number one Millwall podcast, but you know that already. Neil Harris names an unchanged 11 from that fantastic win over uh, West Brom last Saturday. It's their relegation. Um, are they rivals yet? They will be if we can beat them tonight. That is the critical nature now of the final, was it, five or six games now to go for Millwall? I think we're on 40, so it'll be six games. A big game if we can pull it off tonight. Three points will pull QPR into the relegation mire and put some nice clear blue water between us and hopefully a losing Rotherham side tonight. It's that kind of business end of the season, dear listeners, where you're looking at other teams' results. Not least um, Rotherham, who play... Aston Villa tonight, so that's a game that we want them to lose resoundingly. So I suppose for one night only, it's come on, come on, Aston Villa. But QPR wearing a peculiar um, fuchsia, fuchsia kit, um, kind of like a variation on a pink meets rich red, dark blue shorts, lines of their familiar blue and white. Then he's filling up. It's a uh, cool night. It's not cold. It's not warm. It's that kind of night. Still um, light the sky because we're now just past the British summertime, but the sunlight's illuminating the, the green of the Dens pitch. So the Lions come into tonight's proceedings in 20th position, 39 games in actual fact. Forgive me, dear listeners, my memory fails me at this advanced age. Uh, 40 points in 20th position. Below us are Reading, who are playing Norwich away tonight, so let's hope for a resounding Canaries win. Then Rotherham, as we said already, at home to Villa. 
uh, on 39 points. So just one point separating us, although we do have a, an advantageous goal difference. Um, above us, Wigan on 19, and QPR in 18th position on 44 points. So a win tonight for the Lions really will push us up and then downwards, which is what we want. I've ever seen a fuchsia kit before. I know some of the Italian sides back in the days used to have pink as one of their cars. I did the Juventus playing a pink alternate. I've got an idea, Palermo playing pink. It's not a colour generally seen in English football. The guys will be attacking the away end in the first half, as is right and proper under English law and legislation since Anglo-Saxon times recorded by the Venerable Bede himself. The listeners at Mill will attack the away end in the first half, so it'll be QPR to kick us off. And away we go. QPR with an early pump straight down the middle. And Paul Fawcett, one of the midfielders, with an early high pump or high over the bar. It would have been a point after touchdown in the NFL, dear listeners. No danger in, in English football, however. Lions lost a reverse fixture earlier in the season, 2 0 at QPR, so chance for revenge tonight. Goals from um, Luongo and Etse, 30 32 in that fixture at uh, Loftus Road earlier in the season. Just occurred to me, I haven't run you through the uh, starting level, I'm expecting to know. It's uh, David Martin, long ball forwards towards Ben Thompson up front. So, yeah, Martin in gold and Cooper, Pierce, Marlon, and James Meredith, who played very well, I thought, on Saturday in, in the back line defence. Midfield has been that um, overperforming Tunnicliffe, Leonard, and Ben Thompson trio. On the wings, Jed Wallace, Ben Marshall, and up front, the Lone Ranger. Lee Gregory's his lines coming down the left side on, on one and a half minutes blocked there by the QPR defence Rangers were ball in from the left side that's a shot on the volley taken nicely actually it's on target and saved nicely by David Martin it was a, a left side cross caught on the volley by the striker straight at goal and taken quite nicely by David Martin in, 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 the, in the middle goal chance I'd say for, for uh, Rangers uh, early chance QPR come into today's game on the back of a well, uh, without a win in five last two games have been lost the Lions obviously with that fine win over West Brom last Saturday now getting behind the Lions it's filling up it's not a full house by any stretch of the imagination tonight a lot of empty seats around some early committed full-blooded tackles flying in out there dear listeners I know it's a London derby does it feel like a London derby to you QPR? They're not a team that's ever really featured on the Millwall radar as such. Other than just the mere fact of their existence in West London. But um, I wouldn't put them in the same category as, say, a Chelsea or an Arsenal or West Ham in the Millwall lexicon. Queen's Park Rangers managed by John Eustace, who was a midfielder, I believe, at Derby. And, and uh, I think he started at Coventry. Stoke, I believe, as well. Um, since the sacking of Steve McLaren, the uh, former England coach. Another uh, failed managerial attempt by, by Steve McLaren. Strange character, McLaren. I've always thought he should be a lot better. Some say he's a better coach than um, a manager, a main man. That ball comes back to Dave Martin. Appeals for a pass back there by, by QPR, but no dice from the referee. The Wally with a brolly, of course, famously. Steve McLaren here, who's sacked on April Fool's Day. But at the moment, Eustace is um, taking the role of caretaker manager, so um, if he wants any kind of case to be made for his appointment probably a win tonight will make it in comes that ball towards Jake Cooper manhandled as, as we'll expect that's gone for a, a Rangers throw six and a half minutes there used to be a, um, a, 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 a newspaper cartoon called Useless Eustace I can't remember what it involved it was a like, was it Daily Express that had Useless Eustace or the Daily Mirror 
I don't know why that car was his name, it's uh, John Eustace. So Eustace, Eustace. I'll have to look that one, that one up on Google to see what that was all about. One from the archaic past there. Rangers throwing again. No, should have another chance for a long throw. That was a fairly decent long throw they've got there. Headed up. That was a Rangers head that got to that one. It's, uh, it's, had, it's had us in trouble. So it's, it's a useful tactic. I always think our long throws aren't really long throws. Our ones just about make it to the, the six-yard line. And that long throw there was deep into the heart of the goal mouth. So that's the kind of long throw we really want. Maybe that's yet another point for the uh, recruitment team to pick up on over the course of the summertime. Full of good ideas as to what the recruitment team ought to be doing. And I notice around the internet and the website, so are a lot of other people too, stacks and stacks of good ideas as to what the Millwall recruitment team should be up to. I hope they read them all. Ten minutes. Um, it's been a fairly quiet ten minutes for the Millwall um, side of things. Um, so far, I would say, Cooper have had the better proceedings. They certainly have more of the football. And this is another chance to get the ball into the mix from the right side, about halfway inside the middle half, free kick. Here it comes, deep, deep, deep into the centre. It's cleared away, shot from the way outside the area that's high over the bar. Did you see the news today, the images of the black hole? Photographed for the first time by a NASA team or spread around uh, astronomy um, telescopes around the world. First image of a black hole, super-sized black hole, some far, far distant place in the universe. I'm sure I could see inside it the million pounds that Ian Holloway got paid to go away. I think that's lurking in that black hole somewhere. It's a nervy start by the Lions. I suppose this is a game that we're expected to win. Are we expected to win this one? We certainly desperately want to win it. The game against West Brom felt a bit like a bonus, Bruce bonus. This one feels more like a game that we really do have to win. It'll certainly put QPR into the mire with us and put us away and bring them down. Free kick from Millwall just inside their own half. Lee Gregory again clattered there, coming towards 13 minutes. Lump forward by QPR into the central part of Mill defence. That's going to be clear. The free kick's actually conceded. Lions want to take it quickly. They do take it quickly. Break forwards towards Lee Gregory. Ball over, over the top. He's pushed from behind. That crowd howling. It looked like he pushed from me. Lions was not giving it. That should have been a free kick. That could have been a sending off. Could have, should have. This is QPR back on the, on the break forwards. That's a shot into the big oh great tackle great tackle by James Meredith it fell to the Rangers strike on the right side Mill players speaking to the referee crowd howling as you can hear look like a push from where I'm standing should have been a free kick should have been a sending off Lions crowd incensed by that decision or that non-decision Neil Harris pictured on the on the giant screen muttering to himself I, I dare say Anglo-Saxon may be employed there. All breaks, free kick given. The referee now starting to really get on the wick of the middle of the stadium. Almost the moment where it broke for Gregory Wallace overlapping on the right side, but the free kick given to QPR. Wonderful tweet, incidentally, from... Um, I think it's one of the features there. This is with the Washington Post, who was in the ground on Saturday, up in the East Upper, I think, judging by the uh, video that he's posted. And a free kick, free kick finally for Millwall. Lee Gregory under some close attention on the right side. Crowd howling for a free kick, and they get it. There's a bit uh, chance of Millwall across the ball in on the right. Probably about just a few yards short of the line of the penalty area. Referee's having a word with the man. What's he going to? Yellow card, yellow card. Yeah, the uh, the American David Mallets features edited with the 
Washington Post posted how much he enjoyed being up in the East Upper. How um, he enjoyed the vile chants, 90 minutes of vile chanting at the away fans, and how great it is compared with the US sporting experience. The Washington Wizards, I think he compared it to unfavourably. A bit of a kerfuffle afterwards where people, I think, misread what he's what his feelings were he actually enjoyed himself anyone that misread that, that tweet I don't know he could misread it but yes he enjoyed himself it was it was in our favour it wasn't against us any road come towards 24 minutes it's going to be a right side free kick for the lines it's going to be Ben Marshall who takes it's swung into the middle it's headed and it's gone wide 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 where do you stand dear listener on the whole subject of tourism at the den last Saturday's game I mentioned it in my show others mentioned it around the Twitter scene about a number of um, trip advisor foreign tourists in the den I don't think there were many games on in London last Saturday so we seem to have a, uh, an inordinate amount of foreign tourists I don't personally mind it personally I, I mean it just made me laugh because there's quite a few family groups from uh, I think they might be France French football fans come to see a game and they decided to come to Millwall, so God knows what they made of the, um, the vile chanting. This is Ben Marshall in from the left, that, that cross is short, unfortunately. 26 and a half minutes. But I think we do feature on, on TripAdvisor as one of the um, old London destinations worth checking out if you're on holiday in the big smoke. So um, it's all good from my point of view. It's numbers in the ground. I've seen no signs yet of the club being sanitised as a result. Uh, no one's taking selfie photos with the styles of the Premier League on the, by, the, by the pitch so um, as it is you know it's, it's money in the, in the bank and um, they spend at the, at the club shop so all good stuff from my point of view but how do you feel how do you feel is your identity reduced as a consequence that's what I want to know you can talk to me it's Nick you can talk to me let me know we were just running into a double doubling up defence at the moment we're not finding much space Balls forward are finding um, two defenders in front of our one man. So QPR at the moment just managing to snuff out the conventional Millwall threat. There's a ball forward there that was sloppy from, from Ryan Leonard. Straight into the QPR defender and hoofed away. 28 and a half minutes. We're just um, trying, we've got to find our mojo. Headed clear on 38 minutes by the Millwall defence. This is Lee Gregory. <clears throat> that very, very difficult single-handed role that he's got up front. He does so well for me. I know that he gets criticised for missing chances, but for me, he's my player of the season. I know that there's a bit of an online kerfuffle about uh, not being able to uh, back Ben Thompson for player of the season because he's only been here for a short time. Um, I, I, I think it's fair. I know that others will disagree with me. I think that Lee Gregory, over the course of the season, has put an immense amount of work in for that reason alone. is our player of the season. And what's been a tough, a tough year. Yes, Ben Thompson has come back and has changed things. He's only been here for a comparatively short space of time, and this is player of the season. There's a bad ball there by Jake Cooper. He does recover and puts the ball into touch, having almost allowed the, the uh, forward the break. Is that 52? I just can't see the shirt. There's a strange modern trend in this. I'll totally change the subject now for shirts with numbers that are in very hard to spot at distance. And it's not me. I know I wear glasses, but it's not me. It's the indistinguishable nature of the numbers at distance. They should be quite clear. There should be some FIFA directive on the matter. Make themselves useful in their corrupt headquarters in Zurich. Wallace finds Marlon. Works the corner on the right side. He pulled a corner out of, a, of an unpromising situation. Marlon just overran that, that break. There was a moment where he was looking like a, you know, a worldie going down the right side, but just put it one, one step too far. So to get a corner out of that 
is, is, is fine work by the Lions. It's going to be a right side corner for Ben Marshall. 40 minutes just ticks on the in stadium clock. In it comes, it's, it's to the far post. As Alex Pierce heads it down, the goalkeeper flaps at it, it's cleared in the event. Pierce almost crept into the far post there, headed downwards into the goalkeeper, he couldn't control it at all, but it is cleared by the Rangers defence. And QPR will, will break. Fantastic work by Ben Thompson, fantastic work to make that challenge there. That was a break on for QPR. Ben Thompson made the distance in a way that Ryan never didn't there, dear listeners. Let that, let that hang in the air. There's a ball in from the right side. Poor cross, straight into the defender. 41 minutes, going to be a Millwall throw-in. Even half, I would say, overall. It's not been the most beautiful game ever. I'd say probably about 50-50 on both sides, in all honesty. This is a, a late chance in the half to the QPR to put the ball into our mix. We need to stay switched on. Offside free kick and it comes, it's deep into the middle, it's offside is it? Free, the whistle's gone for some uh, infringement of the rules of some sort. Picked up on the far left, 44 minutes, going to be a ball into the middle on the left side, that's taken well by David Martin there. With a plum. I use that word the other day in a different context at work, a uh, young lady who I was representing, I used the word aplomb. And um, she hadn't heard the word before. Poor thing. She's only young, 20-something. She hadn't heard the word aplomb. I thought I meant a plum, as in the fruit. There's another one. I, I think I described something else as a uh, phrase, putting the cat amongst the pigeons, which she, frankly, had never heard of. She, she said, I speak really posh. So there we are. All those years of education in Chislehurst finally achieved the accolade that my mum and dad would have loved. But I sound like I'm really posh in this young lady's eyes anyway. This is QPR breaking down the left. Ball's coming in deep, deep, deep. That's up high. Martin's gone for it. He's patted at it and hoofed away. Blimey, off the line almost. He's um, a little bit hesitant at times. We've got to critique the goalkeeper of David Martin. Um, he's short and um, sometimes he goes a little bit patsy into physical situations where you know the, uh, the, the likes of the Denzels and the uh, one or two others in the past would have taken men with him. Um, I think Martin just lacks that sheer physical presence, that physicality. Um, great goalkeeper in, in other areas, but I think that's that's the major weakness that we that we have. Um, where do you stand, dear listeners? I, I think we need to look at the goalkeeping position next season. Jordan Archer clearly is, is no longer in favour. In fact, he's been left out of these critical games and, and, the, and the, the recent years, as I said, that right side corner and it comes. That's headed over from close. That was the heads on, on hands there from the Rangers forward who caught that. That was a clear chance. Let's have a look at it on the big screen. We're about a minute into extra time. Will they show it? They're not showing it. And the purpose of the big screen is if not to show it. But anyway, there we are. But that was a clear chance for QPR. It was a straightforward corner into the six-yard box. Again, I feel that David Martin was slightly beaten by that. And that was a clear header from close put over the bar, which um, the forward really should have done better with. There's a half-time break. It's nil-nil at half-time. It's been a scrappy game, in all honesty. Um, I would say, on balance, it's about 50-50 in terms of uh, the balance of the game as, as both sides walk off to the dressing rooms. Not a great stunner of a match. Um, best chances, I guess, the uh, the push from behind on, on Lee Gregor as we broke forwards. 
read the referees the story as you can hear without booing as he leaves the pitch um, otherwise I'd say QPR have had a couple of decent chances to score at our end so um, the Lions are touch fortunate as the half closes Millwall nil Queen's Park Rangers nil Both teams re-enter the arena for the start of the second half. Um, just to cheer us up no end, all of the results are going against us at the moment on, at the half-time break. I think Rotherham beating Villa, Reading surprisingly leading at Norwich, and Wigan leading, I think they're playing Hull City tonight, so um, the Lions really do need a win. There's no, um, no, 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 no brooking that. Otherwise, we'll finish up in, uh, ending the evening in the bottom three as, as matters stand. So, um, big night, big, big uh, half of football yet to come. Lions will be attacking the cold blow lane into the second half. And away we go. Need a lot more energy in the second half. We ran, slightly ran into blind alleys against QPR in the first half. They were physical. We've got to match that. We've been pushed off the ball too easily, not been quick enough at times. And the quality of our crossing's got to improve. So that's pretty much everything, isn't it, dear listeners? Certainly, we can't play like we did in the first half and expect to get much out of the game let's, let's put it that way one or two tweets at half time talking about the flat atmosphere inside the ground it is flat it's cooled down somewhat the wind is breezing past it's got a cool edge to it so it's a pretty tough night at the moment for Mill supports we need to find something from somewhere the, 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 the players have to lay some something to get the crowd into the proceedings at the moment it's all a little bit too easy for QPR 48 and a half minutes 49 minutes on the stadium clock. Chance allows to lump the ball forwards. It's Alex Pierce who does so, aiming at Jake Cooper. Beaten to the punch there. We've not won much in the air today. This falls to, to Ben Marshall over on the left side. Can he get a cross in? He scuffs his pass slightly, but he does find Tony. Back now to Marshall on the, on the left. He takes his man on. That's a decent looking cross. Far post. Always oh, headed off the line. Cooper. Well, now go loops back into the arms of the goalkeeper. It was headed down from Jake Cooper and it rebounded almost. Um, Need a striker's instinct to put it away there. Will they show the replay of that? Probably not again. I don't know what the purpose of this, this screen is, if not to show you replays of, of incidents. But anyway, we're not seeing it. Best chance of the half for Mill, of the game for Millwall there. This is QPR breaking now on the, on the right side. Good tackle there, but it does come back to their possession just outside the mill penalty here, right side. Ball into the middle, that's headed on wide of the mark. It was on target for one heart-stopping moment. My, the beat of my heart stopped there, dear listeners. It looped wide of the, of the left side post in the event. It's gone for a mill goal kick. Ball in from the, from the left side, that's into a defender again. Uh, crossing has not found the, the mark at all tonight, dear, dear listeners. Working with it was Ben Thompson's industry winning the ball back there that we really didn't have any right to be winning. Marlon looks like a clip there, but this is Jed Royce on, on a run now and cutting in for the middle. That's the ball, the last ball has just gone wanting again. That's been pretty much the story of our evening's proceedings so far as we get towards 59 minutes. Got a fire in the belly now, the crowd want it. As you can hear, a good tackle is all it needs often to get this crowd going.
referee gives another free kick to QPR as, as that bit of head tennis went down the left side of our defence incidentally a big thank you as always to those that review the show on Apple Podcasts it really is appreciated if you fancy giving me a review feel free go on Apple uh, type in CBL Magazine Podcast or Acton Mill will find it one way or the other and if you fancy giving me a review and well the odd five stars wouldn't go on this would they between friends it's, it's very much appreciated so thank you to all those that have done that and um, for those that have yet to do it in the future thank you in advance a lot of free kicks in this game, dear listeners. Another one awarded for Millwall this time in the centre circle. Coming towards 70 minutes, that's um, clattering on... Who is that down at the moment? Ryan Leonard? Ben Marshall, excuse me. Free kick, Millwall, centre circle. Chip forwards on the left side, that's towards Jake Goob. It falls to, to Meredith, now Marshall. We're trying to work some, some angles over at one-twos. This is now... Out wide left, that's a cross that's gone straight into touch, into in for a goal kick from Meredith. Ball breaks from Rangers, looks like a handball. If he scores, and this will be very, very harshly dealt with it. Granny bounds off the defence, that's a shot from distance, that's wide right. Lions dodge a moment there, I thought it was a handball to put the initial striker through on goal. Not given, clearly. And that was a real chance there for, for Queen's Park Rangers, shot wide right in the event. 72 and a half minutes. Maybe a change on the Millwall side as he's coming in. This is Aidan O'Brien coming in, Ben Marshall coming out. Chance for Aidan to come in, try and influence the final uh, was that 13 minutes. As the second half has worn along, we've rather run into blind alleys for me. Certainly every, every ball, every pass has gone astray into the first defender. So this is a chance for Aidan O'Brien to maybe mix things up a little bit, change it up. Queen's Park Rangers breaking on the right side now. This is ball across the face of the Millwall goal. The 17 was sniffing as it went past the, the left post. The 20 has um, certainly made a difference since he's come into the game. An alternative route, what, what would that be? Get on the bus or walk, walk. It's been a very uh, grim game of football in many respects. Very little to uh, delight the senses. Nice um, loose ball there, but Alex Pierce should he puts it into touch. In accordance with the evening's um, general general vibe. People starting to drift off into the night. Been a disappointing game, in all honesty. Certainly not one for the purists. Scuffly game, and I think QPR probably edged it overall. We've certainly not carved out enough clear-cut chances for me. But at the moment, with um, four minutes to go, we're still in with a point, which um, it's not what we wanted, but it won't be, won't be as bad as getting beat, obviously. State the bleeding, obviously, Nick, why don't you? Okay. Well, cancellations on the trains, for some reason. What a fine, fine rail service we have in this country. Last seconds of the game. It's going to be one last chance to punt the ball forwards from inside the middle half if the referee allows it to go that far. I'm not going to South Bermondsey. Don't worry about that, dear listeners. Dave Martin launches it forwards. It's going to run all the way back to him. A little moment's hesitation there by Jake Cooper just to uh, test the uh, test your metal. As QPR brought it forwards, I would think it must be any moment now. There is Mill Nil 
QPR nil. Very um, disappointing game. That was a tough watch, in all honesty. Um, our, our, the quality of our passing, quality of our crossing, we didn't find space enough. Um, you name it, we didn't do it well enough tonight. QPR probably edged it, but that was a, a tough, grim watch. The Lucas Ball Report. 0-0 draw between the Lions and QPR tonight. Um, it's a decent point. It'll do. It keeps me all out of the bottom three. But, um, yeah, they need more. Uh, need more from the performances more than anything else. And they're going to have to improve to keep on picking up the results in the next few weeks. But gave them a few chances. One decent save, like I can remember, from Lumley to deny Cooper at the far post. But barring that, it's Dave Martin who's made two good saves for... You know, it's, it's the results aren't aren't going to come without uh, some more work in the next couple of weeks, especially with a tough game against Sheffield United on Saturday. Achtung, Mühlwall. Lucas Balls Balls Report. <laughs> you can keep that bit in. <laughs> Good evening. I've got to keep it in. <laughs> Good evening, listeners. Welcome to uh, welcome at, to Acton Millwall the evening after the night before as we look back at the highlights following Millwall's nil-nil draw at the den with QPR. <laughs> Well, that's all we've got time for this evening, uh, ladies and gents. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, it's Acton Mill. Uh, but yeah, no, we, we've, got, we've got to take it seriously. It's a point um, QPR kind of, I think they're happy with it, looking around on social media today. Uh, yeah. But yeah, in a, in a game where which offered quite a lot in terms of optimism going forward, um, it was a pl- pretty pretty limp result. Let's bring in Nick Hart, the... Uh, the um, Empresario of all things, Millwall. How are you, pal? <laughs> I'm good, mate. I'm. Uh, it was a depressing evening I found last night. I know that some have taken some consolation from the fact that we changed our style of play, but it, it didn't feel that way last night. I, I don't know how Harry felt, but I just thought it was quite a tough watch last night. And um, I think maybe there was this kind of very Millwall sense of crushed optimism coming into the game. Um, we all expected a bit more out of it. Um, that said... I thought QPR were quite a tough, tough side to to play against. They made it very difficult for us. Didn't, didn't give us give it an easy give us an easy time of it at all last night. Let's bring in Harry Warren, young Harold. Are you? Um, how are you after last night, pal? Um, I think I agree slightly with what Nick said in terms of they were hard to break down. Uh, I think QPR responded after being embarrassed at Norwich four 0 and they decided to basically kick. 10 lumps of shit out of Millwall, which was a change that we've been accused of that in the past, of being a lump it long and kick the shit out of people. Um, and basically, that's what they chose to do. I mean, the game for me last night was a disgrace. Um, that referee should never referee at that level again. Um, very poor referee, very poor. I'm I agree with just, it. I'm not just saying that as, a, as an angry person. I think he missed a clear penalty for um, QPR. I also think he missed two red card incidents 
which were straight red cards for QPR. Um, there was two tackles that were straight over the top of the balls with studs showing to the letter of the law their red cards. Um, one was in the first 30 seconds. It was in front of me. It was clear. Tuncliffe went mental, not the type of player to moan about changes. And then uh, one in the second half and also missing out on the fact that Lee Gregory's clean from goal. Mm. Goal side of the defender with the ball coming over his shoulder, gets his legs clipped, has no reason to go down, goes down. No card for Lee Gregory for simulation. No decision made as to say a foul or a dive and no decision on whether or not it's a yellow card or a red card to play on. And then, 20 seconds later, gives a yellow card that puts him in a position where I think there was about six or seven yellow cards last night, which it was it was an aggressive game, but it wasn't overly dirty. And I think he lost he lost the plot after the first <coughs> 10 minutes. It was so, full-blooded, Harry, wasn't it? I, I, I don't think it was a dirty game. I think it was full-blooded. Some of the tackling was always going to draw yellow cards in the modern world. But, I mean, it was full-on from the... From the kickoff, really. I, I actually thought um, it's not a QPR show; it's a Millwall show. But I actually thought, if I was a QPR fan, given the result of last Saturday and and the poor showing under Steve McLaren, I would take some heart from that display last night. I thought they showed a lot of spine, and I, I didn't know the the new manager's name at all, John Eustace. But I would think that that was that that was quite a performance from their perspective to come to the den and put up that kind of show. They should take heart from that. Do you think so? He, yeah, I, I it, yeah. I well, I mean, that, this is what I, I wanted to pick up. We light. I think we're light. That was all that. That was as good as Millwall's side we could put out. There was no one to bring on to change it. I don't understand. You know, there's a couple of people I've seen slagging Harris off for not being able to change it. The only person that had a mare last night was Ben Marshall. Really? Yeah. No, sorry. I was, I was, I was talking about QPR. I mean, I, I think, I think Millwall underperformed last night. I, I don't think that we, we played to our potential. But were I a QPR fan? I would regard that as a pretty good performance on the back this is, of a, This is a, actually a where I wanted to up. pick up, boys. I mean, there's been talk about, you know, the new manager that they that the board are looking to bring in at mm. QPR, Tim Sherwood, etc. But Birch wants the job. Obviously, former Millwall man and a QPR hero, Mark Birch. Yeah. He wants the job. Yet a lot of people are turning around going that they're in big enough shit already that they're probably going to get relegated next season. And it's very much going to be this a similar sort of squad next season. On what you watched yesterday, can you see them being down there? Yeah. I, 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 do you think so, Harry? I, I thought. Yeah, uh, I think you're, I think they've got one player, and they? they've got Freeman. That's it. Well, the, they're, they're, who's the, the number, that, number that twenty? I'm just, I'm just looking at the lineup Matt there. Smith. Uh, no, I, I say Samuel who came in. The, the Bright QPR, Samuel, yeah. Yeah, the twenty. I, I thought he looked very dangerous when he came into the game, and I, I, I think, I think you're giving the QPR an awful lot of credit, Nick. I, 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 I generally think. If Millwall had got to go early doors, they would have crumbled. I think they were helped. Well, by I, three I, yeah, time. I agree. And I agree I, that we, it would have been a different game. I agree with that. Um, and I generally think that Millwall ran out of puff <clears> a little bit in the second half. And if they were, I, I'm not worried about QPR going away and getting loads of wins between now and the end of the season. It's a shame we didn't get a win because we'd have brought another team into play, which is always nice when you're looking at the scores seeing that one minute you're in the relegation zone and the next minute you're back to 17th or 19th or whatever it is, just because, you know, your heart needs that. But I, I generally can't see them. I mean, they went, they were playing free at the back. They've they done some weird thing. We just lacked pace. We had no wing, We had no width. It was, it was our shortcomings rather than... They were solid and nothing more than that, I don't think. I know what you're saying about to go from getting beaten 4-0 to get a 0-0 draw at the den. But mm. nil-nil draws on a Tuesday night, in this case a Wednesday night at the den, mm. 
mm. I think were standard fare or are standard fare for quite a lot of lot of games, unfortunately. And I, I just think that, you know, on a Saturday afternoon, Millwall at the den are a different prospect than what they are on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, unfortunately. And the, the game in hand is on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. So I don't know if we can expect too much from that either. It was it was it was a flat atmosphere last night, that's for sure. <clears throat> and I think the midweek games at the Den are rarely as um, mm. compulsive as a Saturday at home. Um, I, I, I think we looked uh, one or two posted after my I did a little post match thing last night, and one or two posted how we looked leggy and tired from from Saturday's exertions. I mean that was a great performance against West Bromwich Albion last Saturday. Yeah. So. Fatigue, tiredness, um, what do you want to call it? Mental, mental kind of, um, you know, slightly dulled. Another big game so soon after that, after that performance. But we've got to liven up because we've got Sheffield United away on Saturday. So um, the fatigue argument is, is yes, it's there. But um, I just think we under we played under par last night. Our quality of our passing, our crossing, both Jed and, and Bed Marshall. Uh, we're struggling to beat the first defender when normally that's you know that, that's not a, a criticism you could level at both. It was an off night. I, th- I thought Ben Thompson just looked a little bit under par last night. Ryan Leonard looked um, slower than than uh, you know. I think I criticised him last last Saturday about for playing you know uh, just taking that extra moment to think on the ball and it just seemed to be more exemplified last night. So I think it's a bit of both. I think we played under under par and QPR were strong, well organised and solid. I don't um, think we're allowed to play, to be fair. I, I generally don't think we're allowed to play. I don't think QPR were allowed to play. It was horrible first half, horrible, bitty. There was mm-hmm. no football involved. And the, prob- the problem is for me is that to get the crowd on the side, you need something to go the way. I mean, even the referee, you know, sometimes a challenge, we've said before, sometimes a challenge could get um, a tackle, get yeah. The crowd, yeah Solid get the tackle, crowd yeah. And last night, if you'd done that, you'd be having an early bath. I mean, he was begging to send somebody off. I mean, it, it was almost like he'd had um, how many car- uh, under or over cards bet before he come out because <laughs> it was it was ridiculous. I mean, I've never, I, I know we get one every season. Um, you know, Aaron, you're you're not a Millwall fan, but I'll let you know we we get one every season. There will be one in the in the pool of referees, and let's just hope that the one that we got was was last night because mm. the the running and it is so tight with all the clubs down the bottom. I'd include QPR still in there. Mm. It's going to be decided regardless of the rights or wrong of VAR, and this is a massive thing for the clubs in this division financially, is going to be decided on, hopefully, on football reasons. But last night, you know, Tunnicliffe gets a booking. Gregory gets a booking. You start getting booking points at the end of the season. You start picking up silly yellow cards for arguing with the referee. Now, rightly or wrongly, you're arguing with the referee. And I know players have to be professional, but the referee doesn't necessarily help help him out there. He seemed pretty much like a... A PE teacher last night. I mean, I always, I always <laughs> worry when the referee's assistant is wearing a pair of Nike Tiempos from 1990 in training. <laughs> I always start to worry on their level of professionalism um, that they feel that's an acceptable boot to wear 20 years after it come out. That's um, a detail that escaped me. I must say. <laughs> I mean, this, is, this is what you get sitting in block 45. You get to look at. You get to see the lights of their eyes. You get to see the fact that you know when um you know that they're nicking 20. They they done 
I mean, QPR, I've tweeted in the first sort of 10 minutes that they were the biggest shithouses that I've seen all season. And, and that, you know, that if we're saying that that's good, but well, I suppose it is good for QPR because it shows they've got a bit of arsehole and a bit of bottle and they'll be there till the end to fight, you know, under their new manager. Yeah. But as far as we, we're concerned, I think the doom and gloom merchants and, uh, you know, to put a positive spin on it, if we had got a draw against West Brom and beat QPR, yeah, no, the, I, I, the, the, it would be totally different. And that's so Millwall bipolar. <laughs> I made that, I made that point to my wife. Not that she was particularly interested in the point when I got home, but that was a point I made quite firmly and thought with it. We would have settled for four points from two games, wouldn't we? You know, exactly. West Brom and Albion and, and QPR four points out of those two games. I think I, I don't think anyone expected them to come in this sort of. Round of the thing, everyone expected maybe a draw against West Brom and, and, and three points against yeah. each other. I mean, I expect us to probably get something from Brentford and Stoke. Um, anything from anyone else is probably a bonus other than Wigan on the last day. I, I mean, I'll tell you... No, I, I thought we, we... I mean, the results at half-time, the half-time results of their, uh, you know, their rival fixtures were looking very unkind on us. And um, I thought at that point, I think we are in the bottom three at one point at half-time. Were, yeah. And that was going to look grim. Um, I wouldn't have felt quite so buoyant coming home with us in the bottom three at the end of the night. There was one or two freakish-looking score lines, but And in the end, for the most part, apart from maybe Reading getting that draw at Norwich, um, those results went to script in the end. But it was a bit tough at, at half-time, and it wasn't looking quite so comfortable. So, you know, I, I, I think overall, four points from two games and the results went as Well, we Ro- Ro- Rotherham losing was... Good. Yeah. I mean, considering, you know, the, the, the circumstances in which. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Villa, what, 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 ten men, Villa, I think, Aaron. Ten, ten, ten men and missed a penalty. Missed a penalty. Ten men missed a penalty in the first yeah. half, but, you know, a bit of magic from Grealish and... And they managed to, to to bag three points. Um, you know, Reading fighting, absolutely battling for that draw at Norwich was, yeah, was, that was, was an interesting sign. That caught my eye. That was a good performance by yeah. Reading, wasn't it? Leading and, and then finish up with a tall draw there. No one would have predicted that. So in the end, the results were kind and that made a better That game it. in hand is going yeah. to be so, so, so crucial now when you look at it. 
I mean, imperative for Millwall to actually do something with that game in hand now. I think that it would be nice to go into that game knowing a draw would would secure. Suffice, yeah. Yeah, because I think anything less than that, I mean, hopefully Bristol City keep bowling teams aside and they are in the play, and West Brom keep having a sort of a malfunction because um, if Bristol City rock up two games from the end of the season secured in the playoffs you know it might be one of them days where they go you know what we're, we're, I don't really foot, foot off the gas so, yeah, yeah I yeah. don't fancy a den on a, on a Tuesday yeah. night you know We've, and that den would be rocking that Tuesday night if they knew that survival was on the line I, I don't doubt that the Millwall faithful would, would yeah, uh, be turned uh, out that, yeah uh, mm. Which um, unfortunately sort of happened Saturday with West Brom. It felt it for considering the fact that they're not a local rival and there was not a lot really on the game. I thought the atmosphere Saturday was was pretty decent to be fair. So looking looking ahead to the weekend, Ipswich Town at at, uh, at home to Birmingham and they could actually be relegated um, this weekend. Of course, um, you know they look certain to drop into English football's third tier for the first time mm. since when Nick Hart. Oh, um, long time ago. I can't remember it. Put it that way. Ipswich. 1957. Is it that long? Before I was born. Mm, that, 1957. That, that, um, that McCarthy was doing a shit job there, though, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Because <laughs> Ipswich rose, yeah, they, they, they rose from the third division. I think they were champions in the early 60s. Um, mm. Alf Ramsey. Alf Ramsey. Oh. Um, and then they may obviously made it another golden period in the 70s. But leaving all, all of history aside, that's a shocking season for Ipswich Town. I know there's the McCarthy storyline there and, you know, the criticism of the fans with their expectations of better football. All, it's almost a West Ham uh, thing, isn't it? A syndrome that you expect to play beautiful football. The Ipswich way. The Ipswich way. And, you know, um, I think it's one of those, <laughs> you've got to be careful what you wish for moments because that's that's actually quite shocking. They're a big club, Ipswich Town. European UEFA Cup winners, I think, in the 70s 80, and 80s. 84, I think. Yeah, and one of the one of the names of the of the game, really, you know, for for them to finish up in the third tier. I know other clubs have been down there in the past, and they'll probably make a comeback from it. That's quite a shocking, quite a shocking season from from their perspective. But yeah, um, relegated. They got Birmingham at home, so um, who knows? Who knows? We, we we'd be looking for an Ipswich result there, really, because that pulled Birmingham downwards, wouldn't it? Sorry, it was nineteen eighty. It was nineteen eighty one. Ipswich nineteen ninety four. I hate stuff like that. I hate. I don't like. I don't like misinforming people um but yeah we could see Ipswich go uh Bolton in all sorts of trouble Bolton, deep well trouble at, at, deep at, trouble at the foot of the table um they are five points off of Ipswich they're seven off of Rotherham a couple of defeats and 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 they'll be gone that'll as be well so we could we could we yeah. could actually see uh Bolton be gone Easter weekend yeah, I mean, that, I mean, obviously that, that to settle those two bottom two spaces would be would be something. Mm. Um, Rotherham have uh, Stoke on Saturday, um, which will be no easy fixture, but they do seem to show a bit of fight. Rotherham, that's 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 just giving me the the collie wobble slightly, you know, because um, what you really want to see is them folding and rolling over, and Stoke uh, have nothing much on the line saying, for that, do they? I know you're saying that they give you a bit of fight, but considering the fact that Nottingham Forest haven't won two games back-to-back all season, and, oh, 16th September, and they haven't won away from home since about 1968, um, they rather are picking up points against sides that I had hoped we'd pick points up against, if that makes sense. Yeah. Their running until now has been better than ours, I'd say. Obviously, I played Villa. Like it's quite similar that we played Villa in 
what, two games' time. Um, so we'll have, obviously, a game against Sheffield, then we'll have the home game against Brentford, and then we'll play Villa. Um, and realistically, you know, you can only compare our results against their results. I know that, you know, people are going to look at the table. The table only matters on the last day. It only matters after after it's finished. It doesn't. I know you shouldn't look at it. You should just try and win as many games as you can, and, and that's it. But obviously, we're human, and it doesn't work like that. But, you know, Rotherham, this reminds me so much of Harris's failed attempt to keep us up the first time after the clown left, that, you know, um, it's a bit of a shame that Rotherham aren't made by Steve Evans still. Because I'd like to see <laughs> with a rather large glass of pink champagne. Mm. Going, no, we didn't bottle it, some kind of thing. Because <laughs> it's exactly the same scenario. Do you remember they had the game now and they played it on the Tuesday and they, they won? Yeah. And, that was another yeah. Tip. and it, it's, it'd be poetic justice to relegate them against Bristol City. It would be it would be quite nice, actually. Yeah, yeah sad satisfaction at relegating somebody. Oh, so that's what my life has become. A lot of chat about Paul Warren, the manager there. Um, he was actually the fitness coach, and he ended up getting the job on a permanent basis. And as someone who's who's had the opportunity to go and chat to him a couple of times, he's actually a brilliant guy who, 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 who had so much shit to clear out of there. Yeah. I mean... Um, I'd actually, if, if you give me the opportunity to search it up, um, you know, their, their squad uh, at one point when, when they're in the championship was just an absolute shambles. It was basically like a cheaper version of what QPR did in the Premier League of buying old journeymans. Yeah, to basically it was TK Maxx. It was exactly <laughs> that. I mean, let, let me let me reel off some names for you. Lee Camp, of course, you know, the standard, yeah, the standard yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Broadfoot. Formerly of uh, of Glasgow mm-hmm. Rangers, um, Greg Halford. You had Emmanuel oh, yeah, Ledesma, uh, Jerome Thomas, Luciano Becchio, Becchio. Matt Derbyshire, <laughs> yeah, right. Matt Derbyshire, Leon Best. Oh, it gets better. It get it get it gets a lot a lot better. Uh, if we move on to the next season, 2016-17, where it became even more of um, of a mess. I mean, transfers in. Dexter Blackstock was there. Great uh, name. What a great name. You know, yeah, Joel Joel Strand, uh, <laughs> players like that. Uh, a certain Mr. Peter Odin Wingy turned up as well. Uh, yeah. That's when you know things are going bad. Um, and and he had to clear out so much rubbish out of that squad. The wage bill was was completely and utterly out of control. And and I felt for for Paul Warren because you know the job he had to do was crazy. And he managed to get them into the playoffs. And he managed to bring them through. Um, they brought in Sean Cummings, I think. I think Sean Cummings was playing for him as well. Did he finish up uh, there? F- yeah. f- f- former Millwall man. Uh, yeah. well, he's, he's yeah. a Doncaster now. Um, okay. But, you know, he, he, he let go of so many players and it was such a, a, a patch-up job he needed to do. And he's done well. And, and you know, they're, they're operating sort of... They, they are maybe too good for League One, but I don't think they're good enough for the Championship. No. Well, they're probably just the only team marginally worse off than us in the in the league, aren't they? Rather, mm. just with a, the only team with a smaller budget than Millwall is, is uh, Rotherham United. Um, yeah, um, they, they they they're going to Stoke. Um, Stoke don't seem to have much to play for, so you never know what you're going to get from Rotherham. I know Harry's got his doubts, but um, I'm just getting to that stage of the season now where I'm playing with the uh, the old um, league predictor and trying to type in wins and, and losses <laughs> to see what impact <laughs> it has on, on Millwall. You know. Aaron's betting tips, first manager to be sat next season in the championship, Nathan Jones. Okay. 
Get, get on it. Get on it. Get on it. <laughs> uh, where, where are we, Nick? Are we, when, when are we turning to some listener questions? Let's turn to them now. So I think we probably exhausted uh, the only other thing I'm just looking at is Wigan versus Norwich. I mean, Norwich just struck me as all conquering, and then they go and wobble against against Reading. So that's that's another yeah, they wobble. wobble against us, didn't they? But just about got over the line. So yeah, they, they true. do have a little bit of a, a weird hit about them, don't they? Maybe yeah. that's what we'll see them relegated next season. We're a record low amount of points. Anyway, so, so. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's we'll go to these Nick? questions. Well, let's, let's have a quick look because because Michael's not with us tonight, and there was so little to really um, go over on the uh, on, on the action. I, last I hear he, I hear he's on a research mission at the moment. He's at the club <laughs> shop. Yeah. Well, no, he's on he's on he's on eBay, isn't he? He was doing eBay, trying to find odd, odd oddities oh, yeah, on, on eBay. That's before so the FA it... bungled me off. That's why I cut out last week. They uh they took me to their referee training centre. That's right. I don't, Let's I mean... run from. There's a question from Del Strain, comedian Del Strain, legend. Uh, to listen to. Uh, Del, I Del, used to Del... listen. Del, I used to listen to you on the Ian Collins show on TalkSport back in the day, like 10, 12 years ago, mate. Absolute hero. Anyway, Karen. Very nice guy, Del. I've, I've met him a few times, spoke to him a couple of times. But Del is asking, why do so many players have great games on a Saturday then uh, shadows themselves in the midweek? Um, at, this point last, at this point last night, we should have mullered QPR. We have not got the games to fuck about, and that's very true. Um, though a week ago, we'd have taken four points from two games. It's, it's annoying. Um, why are so many shadows on in midweek from good games on Saturday? I, I would think fatigue and me, mental dullness. Do you, you they think they go, go out on the source, Aaron? They go on the pitch on the Sunday, <laughs> shag the missus, and then they're normal human beings. That's it. What do you want? Do you want a real... I mean, I mean... What do you want? I, I, I want a robot. I'll be on it all I, the time. I'd look into this, yeah. That swimming world, uh, slimming world weigh-in is on a Monday. So on a Tuesday, or on a Monday night, they have a kebab just to celebrate. Then a Tuesday, it's Chinese. Come Wednesday, they've got to perform again, and they're just loaded up on chop suey. As long as they're not on that Chinese machine that was doing the rounds on the internet, where the, the, the semen um, depository that you oh, go yeah. into is like... Yeah, <laughs> right, Nick, I, Nick, Nick, I don't know what you've been subscribing <laughs> to, mate. It's a machine that does what... The what... Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move it up. Let's move, move along. Um, Matt Richards said... I was very sad. That's, that's the news at Coventry City. Um, under own, hedge fund owner Sisu are looking at um, being expelled from the league. Now, whether that will happen on... April 25th or not is, is an open question at the moment. The EFL looking to expel Coventry City. Um, was the actually, outcomes might um, have to move away from the, uh, the Rico Stadium again. There was, there was actually a, a retweet um, by Mark Webber, who's one of my colleagues, um, who, uh, who retweets someone who goes, today, so today we have Coventry getting forced to leave, Berry in £14 million of debt, Cambridge in £2 million of debt, Macclesfield with a winding up order, Oxford can't pay rent for the stadium. Bolton in all yeah. sorts of trouble. Notts County also with a winding up order. And today, gents, Wickham Wanderers, their American investment has pulled out. So what that means for the club, who now have a half a million pound loan from these guys that they need to pay back by the end of 2019, I don't actually know. It is baffling. Well, Gareth, Gareth Ainsworth lose his job. I don't think he'll lose it. He, he, I, one, one, they, one, they can't get... They, they, they won't sack him because they can't afford to. And two, I think he's holding out for QPR, you know. Football's a mess, Horrible, horrible man. Really? Horrible human being. <laughs> Absolutely despicable, <laughs> horrible human. 
one of the lowest people ever. The absolute shit ass for me to break Tony Craig's fucking cheek twice in one season is pure bollocks. Get off that fence, Harry. And then retire at the end of the season so Tony Craig couldn't hunt him down. Basically, pure bullshit. Catherine DeVerve answers Bell, says, asks why. Why should we have mullered QPR? We were rubbish. We are rubbish. I don't think we're rubbish, Catherine. I think that's that's harsh. I think we had an off night, and I think that we've been playing um, much better recently. So I don't I don't I don't agree that we should, we should. I don't think we should have mullered them. I don't think we're rubbish, Harry. Would you would, would you no, go I along think, with that? I think since we've gone to the to the change of formation, since we're playing Gregory <laughs> up top by himself, since the uh, Boy Wonders return, we've into the starting lineup. We've been yeah. we've been a lot better. I think they just ran out of legs last night. I think it was a game for a good delivery. Jed, sometimes that's the one thing that's lacking in his game if you can't beat his fullback. Um, and Ben Marshall decided to wear... I know he likes to cut back onto his right foot, but I definitely think he had the left foot on, left boot on the right foot last night because everything he tried to do went wrong. So um, you would have normally changed him for for uh, Ferguson. Ferguson obviously still suspended. And obviously everyone's vote for player of the season. Um will <laughs> will definitely uh, <laughs> we didn't get any minutes again. It will be on the P eleven bus out of town, I think, come come uh, May the May the sixth. You know, you know what, right? I feel like I feel like if we go to the end of the season do, we're definitely gonna get sti- I'm gonna get stitched up, right? If anyone at the club listens to me. You're gonna <laughs> the end of season do. You're gonna give the fucking Jordan Archer and bloody Ryan Tunnicliffe sitting there going, All right, okay. Yuri Scalak serving you. No, you can't cross it. He can't he would drop it, mate. He'd drop it, send it to the wrong table. He can't cross anything. And he can't potato, Mister Warren. Potato. No. Yeah. T- like ticket. Tickets for the end of season. Do I thought? Oh, I quite fancy that. Ninety nine quid. Fucking hell. How much? Oh, right. How much is it for a table? <laughs> well, eight times ninety nine. Was that come? That's. <laughs> if, if you want, if you want to be on our table, seven hundred ninety two pound. If you applications, want to be on applications, applications, applications into oh, Nick yeah. Hart. Harry Warren and young Mickey Avery. So I'm mulling on that. Well, I think 99. I want a lot for me, 99 pound. I'm not sure we're going to get it in the exact. Uh, we'll get it. Yeah, yeah. get it. We've got to go. We've been talking about. You it just want to go. It's like, a, it's like a social. It's like a social. You just word. want to go and perv over the lionesses. I know you. No, Harry I really Warren. don't. I, I read you like a book, mate. It's it's anyway, it's it's I'm where the cre- it's it's where the cre- it's where the creme de monte. Of, the of, 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 of Bermondsey South, High Society. Of South, well, yeah, of Bermondsey High Society. society. You know, they go, they society. go and hobnob, yeah, over a, yeah, I mean, I mean, they attend, listen to this, wait, wait, wait. Millwall's 2018-19 end of season awards will take place at the Den on Tuesday the 7th of May. Attend, well, forget the middle bit. Attendees will receive a welcome drink on arrival, orange squash, before the <laughs> meal is served with half a bottle of wine per person. Hand, okay. Well, which, I don't know where they found that. Yeah, I, I heard a geezer called Ugandan Morris has nicked that. Anyway, following that will be the award ceremony in which winners of the titles such as Player of the Year, Scalak, Young Player of the Year, Tunny, and Goal of the Season, Own Goal, with a disco and carriages. 
to finish off the night. That's right, Abdi from ABC Cars on the Woolworth Road will pick you up. Yeah. Tickets are £99 per person, including that. Over 18s only. By the uh, way, can I just say supporters can enjoy a three-course meal. Have you, do you enjoy water biscuits, Nick? <laughs> Three courses, posh. Water biscuits, very, very chippy posh. supper, oh, creme God. caramel. So there we are. That's, you get a lot for your ninety-nine pound. Clearly, to be fair, um, you get a lot for your ninety-nine pound. Now I sound like we de- we definitely should go. And Aaron, me and you are wearing matching mirrorball suits. <laughs> Mate, I'm only going there if it's an Harry's bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, can we actually? Can we actually say we only want to go if, it's been, if we're allowed to walk through Harry's bar before? Fucking we're dressed we're, as James, James Bond or something. Yeah. Can I rent out Harry's bar? That's the question. <laughs> Oh, well, the end of season dude. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> the alternative, the alternative, that'd be a good idea. Nick, very, very quickly before we go on to our next question, you must have gone to Highfield Road. Highfield Road back a long time ago. Great ground in the seventies. Yeah, it was. Um, well, it was at City in Central Coventry, if memory mm. serves. Long, long while since I've been there. I've been there back in the seventy something, mid seventies. Did, did we go long, there? Long time. Sure, played against us. <clears throat> We were in the championship. Yeah, they, were, they, were, they were still in the championship. That uh, would have been um, in the in the in, in the, was that being the night? Uh, well, yeah, late like 90s, early two thousands. Yeah, because they oh, moved to the Rico. They, they back moved in 04, 05. Yeah, there they there moved go, to yeah. the Rico. So yeah, yeah, I've been there. That was on one of the grounds I've been to. But it's a shame. I mean, oh, you've been. You know, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. All these inner city grounds go, and we we lose something bit by bit. But, there we are. So yeah, Coventry up against it, Aaron. That's um, I think uh, I think all football fans should hope that they survive that by by some method. Yeah, because they will allow Salford City into the league if they go out of business, wouldn't they? I suppose yeah, they'd add someone in, wouldn't they? Shall we move along to our next question? Yeah, uh, John... Grump, can, I, can I just say Grumpy Ghost as as, as messaging? Yeah. All right, Grumpy. Uh, ben Marshall snubbed us last season. Norwich going up. And will be surplus to requirements. Shall we offer him a contract in brackets depending on transfer fee, of course? I'm going to answer this with a yes. I'm also well, going I'd... to answer this with a definitely yes. I'd say a yes. I mean, obviously, that, that's dependent on us surviving in the championship, which we all hope we will do. But yeah, I mean, uh, he's a good quality player. And, I, I, you know, I know he had a bit of an off night last night, but he's made a, he's made a big improvement in recent matches. Mm. So that's a yes from me too. So, yeah. And he's better than Yuri Skalak. So, you know. <laughs> well, that's, that's not a high improve, bar. Does he, You're not setting a high improve, bar there. Imagine, no, but does we haven't he seen Jury. We haven't really seen him, have we? we I mean, you know, he's been sick notes since he's arrived with us, and um, we haven't really seen little bit fits and starts of Yuri Skalak. So, you know, I, I do feel a little bit sorry for him. Um, he's got but I do much think he's always, for farmers about him. Yeah, he's, he's, I think he'll be on his way out, but there we are. Um, question from John Shippers. Why, oh, why, oh, why, not really, I know why, oh, why, why can't we win the games we should do, asks John. Why can't we play against teams who sit back? Is it complacency, no imagination to break a team down, question mark. Yeah, why can't great. we win the games? Well, we are, we, we are short of creativity, that's for sure. Um, I mean, if, we'll if we get if creativity you... in like Diego Fabrini from a couple of years ago and everyone will call him a cunt for 90 minutes because he doesn't <laughs> tackle someone. Like, that's, that's the problem. Why have we got players that can do everything? Because we're Millwall. Because <laughs> we're Millwall, we're not Barcelona. Um, yeah. One thing I would say, I mean, on the obvious creatives in the team, Ben Marshall and Jed Wallace, and we, we know about them. But one thing, I mean, the boy wonders, as, as you rightly call him, Harry, I mean, I, I, I really do think that Ben Thompson has, has added a creative streak to his game that wasn't so much 
to the fore in his previous incarnation at the Den. He's come back with an extra layer to his game. I mean, some of the runs into the box he's been making yep. and the way he makes it happen. Um, there's a there's an extra level to him. So I think I'm going to have to add Ben Thompson into our list of um, creatives with, you know, wearing black shades yeah. and black polar necks and, and bare eyes, you know. He's, yeah, he's so. moved into that category. I think the me. fact that when he started, you thought he was going to be like the new Jimmy Abdu and he's turned into, you know... Um, sort of a new Timmy Cale really isn't he he's, he's got a little bit of Timmy had a bit of of, of fight in him when he yeah. was at Millwall you know loved to tackle loved absolutely. the red card and, uh, absolutely. and Ben Thompson has got everything. I mean the headers he wins he, he gets knocked over he'll get sandwiched between two six foot blokes and he bounds back up like you know and he, at one last night I think he got done in the back of the head and he went down like seemingly knocked out and sort of sprung back up and, and changed for the ball again he, he gives everything he gives absolutely everything and you know it's, it's a cliche but if you do that for us we'll, we'll give you everything back and and long I, I mean it's a travesty that the boy can't win player of the season because I think he'd win all a young player of the season or even if they let him have young player of the season because he, he's come back and if without his goals Morrison would still be getting a game and <laughs> we'd be fucked. <laughs> really, yeah. there's no other word for it because we absolutely. Wouldn't have so no, absolutely, I don't think complacency. I mean, just answering John's point, I, I don't. I, I actually don't see complacency in that squad. Um, you could argue about creativity at times. It, it didn't work for our main players last night, and that probably does mean that the team as a unit aren't as creative as as, as you might want. Um, but. Overall, I, I do think, I mean, the on-field leadership, I, I would have questioned earlier on in the season, but I increasingly like the look of Alex Pierce in, in central defence. I yeah, think he is a leader. on a free, on a free. Yeah, and again, a player that I would love to retain if we can do next season. I really do think that Jake Cooper looks a different player with a decent uh, man alongside him. I'm hoping oh, that Sean Jake Hutchinson Cooper. recovers. I'm hoping Sean Hutchinson Indeed. recovers his mojo as well, because he's really got off the ball, isn't he? I think he's, Sean Hutchinson's been carrying an injury. That we're not, you know. Did I just read he was in hospital the other day, Harry? Did I see that on yeah, online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In hospital for something. So um, it'll be nice to see Sean back in the game again, and like he was playing last season. And I, I do think that uh, Alex Pierce is is a great leader on the field, and we have lacked that at times also, this season. I so that, I think that gives us, you know, Neil Harris is learning as a manager. I think the fact that if he had three fully fit centre-halves to pick from with a Pierce, Hutchinson and Cooper all on form, does that allow Romeo and Ferguson to play as wing, proper wing, like wing-backs and give us width with that three-man midfield? You, you know, does that allow us to do things differently when we need to go and attack games? Can we go different ways? I think that, you know, this season, the fact that we've gone to a three-man midfield has been a revelation, really. I mean, yeah. most Mill fans... Think four four two or four four two. It is, you know, there's no there's no thing. But Aris is, you can still kind of play wingers in a five man midfield if you've got three winning runners. And you know, Tunnicliffe, I wasn't his biggest fan, but now I, I think he's well, on he's that developed point, his game into. I have, a, I have a question for you on that very point, uh, <laughs> Harry. Uh, it's from Ed Castle. Uh, and he's asking, on reflection, after thinking about it, Harry, does Block 45 line acknowledge that Ryan Tunnicliffe is one of the greatest central midfielders Manchester United have ever produced? Okay, let me think. <laughs> let me think where he comes in the pantheon. Let, let me have a second to think where he comes in the pantheon of great, of great Manchester, Manchester United mid, uh, central midfielders. Okay, so that we've got Charlton. Is he above Bobby Charlton? No, he's not above Bobby Charlton. Beckham. 
Beckham. Paul Skulls, no. Skulls. Roy Keane, no. Nicky Keane, Bunn, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cleberson, so, no. Um, Quinton Fortune. Whoa. Now, now it, we're getting into You're getting warmer. Areas. You're getting warmer. warmer. Yeah, hey, warmer. don't forget Darren Fletcher, football genius. <laughs> Darren Fletcher. We're also going with Anderson. Anderson, famous for basically scoring goals in Champions League finals and nothing else. Oh, um, mate, I, 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 I met Mike Phelan, Mickey Phelan, at, um, at QPR New Year's Day 2017 when he was, uh, he was assistant manager. It's 2016. Anyway, either or. He was assistant manager, Steve Bruce. At home. And I asked him about Anderson because he was a great player. Problem is, there's so many takeaways around there. He just loved them all, really. I was just like, oh, great. He goes, he was a great lad, though, Andrew. A great lad. <laughs> Sounds like you're a great lady. Sounds like you should have been from fucking Barnsley. Barnsley. No, that, that one Mickey Phelan. <laughs> That's the end of our questions, chaps. I'm afraid. Oh, that, was, that, that was good questions. That was quite nice. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll some more in that. next week. More in next week, as we didn't have our, um, our club shop update, and Michael's away working on eBay. Um, so, yeah, some good questions there. Thank you very much to. Uh, listeners for you know, interaction that's supposed to be the key of podcasting boys is Can interaction we... with your listeners true we're going to have a Brexit when do you think we're actually going to leave right this is this is going to be recorded so we've got a date so when do you think we're actually going to leave because I'm watching saying I never thought I was going to ever see again Tiger Woods is leaving a major right so the things that people said were never going to happen uh, uh, they all don't play 4-4-2 Tiger Woods is good at golf again Obviously, he's uh, got a new extramarital affair because I think he stopped playing well. <laughs> he's back on, he's he's back on form again. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bad back. <laughs> he's back in there. He's back in the game again. Generally, yeah, speaking. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, when, what was the question? When will we leave leave the European Union? Oh, yes. mate, that's going to be. I don't it. think um, we will. I think when we're all next qualified to play in Europe, that will be the moment that we finally leave. <laughs> the EU. Could you imagine that, though? Could Can someone warm that, the Intertoto Cup up again? Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine, right, the thing is as well, is could you imagine what kind of, you know, like you have these great stories of like, I don't know, Jack Walker buying Blackburn and, you mm. know, um, to, obviously before Bolton were in trouble, you know, Bolton get into the Premier League. And Blackpool with the Oysters, you know, these mental madcap billionaires who buy clubs. Never imagine a Millwall family in the Euro Millions again. Yeah, I'm going to finance Millwall. <laughs> <laughs> just 250 million just go straight in the club. Millwall would be the kind of team that would manage that and just basically buy the worst players imaginable and still get relegated from the championship. We spent eight million pound on Ashley Cole because he was once a world beater. What we need is, is an oligarch or an oil kind of state that wrote maybe Brunei or something like that that will will fund us. Well, Brunei are like quite the um, they're, they're quite in the, the news at the topic. moment. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> but so you know some some kind of outcast state, but North Korea or someone that will fund. Well, I think we should ask Seth Blatter to uh, make this over. Because <laughs> I, I, I mean I, he must have all the money somewhere or Tiana Infantino we'd all suspend our human rights consciences just get Millwall into the Champions League by some method you know I I, I still think we've got a good good thing going with like something like Zambia 
or like the Somali or the Sudan. It would need some corrupt, corrupt dictators or something Mate, that's what happened to Leighton Orient. I mean, everyone talks about that famous John Sitton documentary, Club for Fiverr. That's because their chairman, Tony Wood, um, actually invested in Rwanda. Uh, in, and, and there was, of course, the Rwandan genocide. That's and, right. And, and, and basically all his coffee plantations got blown up. And he, he was basically, he, what he was going to do is he was going to corner the Rwandan coffee market. He was going to be their version of Kenko. Yeah. <laughs> it always, That's what always, we need. Well, I mean, the, the, we the need funny something thing like that. Is, the, the sad slash funny thing is, is in that documentary, which is, can I just say, is like, is cut back in 94 or 95. He's sitting there going, all my men are dead. All my women are dead. My coffee plantation's gone. I've basically lost everything. And then suddenly he's got like a little tear in his eyes. Then the phone goes, hello, ladies and football club. And, uh, <laughs> what, he's answering the phone? Yeah, he's answering the phone. He's on the phone. And he's basically like, I'll, I'll give it to someone for a fiver. And he sold it to, of course, to, to the Hearns for a fiver, didn't he? And, uh, and, yeah, and they yeah, took the club that. on. But... Um, you know, I still think somewhere in Africa would do the job. Zimbabwe. Well, if anyone's listening, this show does go around the globe. So if there's any the, oligarchs, dictators, war criminals. The king of Zimbabwe. That, that North, Korea. Respectability. North Korea. I can imagine King Jong-un singing, no one likes us. As we don't care. The entire North Korean army chant, no one likes us, walking past in a parade. We, we don't judge down the den. We don't judge. No, so, if, if, if you're listening, you've got we, some spare money. Call us. If, if you are listening, you know, as the club always say, if you hear hate, don't hesitate. <laughs> I, um, think we're, I think we're done, boys. <laughs> well, look, should, should we look ahead to the weekend very quickly? It's not Sheffield United, Chef U. Away, Chef U. Sheffield United, tough game. Um, every April. It's always yeah, in April. It's an April fixture. Tough game. I, th- I think we're going to raise our game. We like it when we go to big clubs. That's a big stadium. I enjoyed my trip to... Sheffield last year. I can't make this weekend's game, but I'm going to fancy be able to raise our game and get a point up there at, the, at least, possibly more. I fancy us there. Uh, I think a draw. Also, just remembering, saying you saying we're going to go up there. The uh, the train for Wigan. If anyone started to look at their transport for needing to get to Wigan on the last Sunday of the season, um, there's no trains out of Kings Cross that day, so we'll have to go out of the uh, out of the it's... other one. So, it's coach, um, coach one. Yeah. <laughs> Travel on coach their, one. Might be an Airbnb job, less. <laughs> so we can all go, <laughs> get, go get drunk in Wigan. Is there, what's, the, what's the best night out in Wigan, Aaron? Well, I don't know, but I'll tell you what the I was best... I say the answer to that question is Manchester. <laughs> I can tell you about the cuisine and that a Wigan kebab is possibly one of the most interesting bits of food I've ever come across, which is... Um, is it uh, any, Anyone have a... You had a Wigan kebab, uh, Nick? No, no, mate. No, no. no. You're no. treading new ground like a Barnsley chop? Well, no, a Barnsley chop is actually a bit of meat. A Wigan kebab is a pie in a roll. Pie in a roll. Oh, you mentioned this before, didn't you? Yeah. Pie, a pie in a roll. Oh, yeah. That's got, that's got to be done, is not it? You have to try that when we're up. Well, yeah. And if anyone's failing on the train, I'm sure you can look on like the old National Express coaches and get like a 36 Megabus. hour with a stopover in Telford. Yeah. Megabus. One pound return, but you got to go via One John Groats. <laughs> no, you you got to you got to go via Bruges. Yeah. <laughs> Coach one on the mega. I can only imagine what Coach One on the mega bus would be like. Jesus Christ, uh, mate! You, you got a fifteen-minute stopover in 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 Stalingrad. Yeah, yeah. So, Aaron, Aaron, honestly, right? I think I said I'd never do this again, but 
to get the cultural reference joke of Coach One, I think I'll have to take you on a Coach One. I'm on it. Oh, yeah, I'm on it. Right? Yeah, let's do it. I swore after going as a 16-year-old. Never again. 16-year-old, we went to Everton on a Tuesday. I did did, did the same. And I was on Coach One. I've never never wanted to leave. (laughs) I actually, to be honest, driving behind the coach with my face grinding along the the motorway <laughs> tarmac seemed preferable than coach one at the time and and years distance miles run have not changed my mind but we'll I'll have to get you on it aaron at some point coach one is the experience i i hear i hear nick hart used to be quite the ringleader on coach one Nick Hart, top boy. I've seen, top boy. I've, seen you, I've seen Nick Hart walk through the car park. He catches all sorts of colourful characters. <laughs> oh, mate, don't worry. We all have. We all have. Uh, let's have your predos. Chef you versus Mel. Harold, you going? <laughs> Fuck that. Do I look stupid? Hey, fair, play, fair, play, fair play to you all. No, I'm, um, I've chosen my away games um, around my brother's DIY project this season. So, um, we're busy this weekend, so unfortunately... I won't be there. Um, I didn't go last season. I had a wedding. I think we played on the same day as the Grand National last year. Yeah, it was around about the same time of year. Yeah, right? so um, that's what I remember. So, yeah. Score prediction, Harry? 1-1. Uh, one, one. I'm going to go for... Uh, I think it'll be a draw, so it'll be one all. Yeah, I'll go with one all. Possibly two each. Sheffield United, one. Millwall, two. Oh, he's such a pro, isn't he? He's absolutely I'm going for that. brilliant. I'm going for that, gents. I'm I was going to say, I was going to say. Uh, well, I was going to say, I'm off to watch. Uh, I'm off to watch Lincoln versus Cheltenham, well, and watch Danny Cowley get uh, get uh, Lincoln promoted. And um, I just want to say, by the way, I'll tell you what. My funny story of the week is an MK fan co- co- offered me out on Saturday. How good was <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, you said this. I wanted to ask you about it, but I didn't know if this was the show, the time, or the place. Hey, it is. It's always the show, the time, the place. So, I, basically, the, the, in the MK, in, unfortunately, the, the they call it the Winky Dome. Um, you know, oh, after Winkle, Pete, Winkle, Winkle, after Winkle, 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 yeah, they call it the Winky yeah. Dome. Uh, in, in franchise, the seats. yeah, that alone, the that, seats. that alone is, is damnation, isn't it? The Winky Dome. Um, I mean, um, so I'm sat there and, and, and they haven't segregated the press area like pretty much, you know, 91 of the other 92 regular <laughs> football clubs. Have, Proper clubs, yeah. Where you, yeah, yeah, you segregate the your press area. The non-franchise ones. Yeah. Well, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, so what happens is Lincoln City get a penalty. Truth be told, I wasn't even watching that. They got a penalty. I was too busy on my phone looking at me hackers. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I spotted there was a penalty. And I'm like, oh, pen. Yeah, yeah. So I started shouting down my line, obviously. And uh, the producer on uh, on said radio show that I work on has gone, right, Aaron, get ready. We're going to commentate out the penalty, build up and bang, goal. Let's have it. I was like, cool, fine. So, you know, it's literally like Lincoln City, XYZ clear at the top of League One, upsets John O'Kinde, 16 goals for the season. Bang, there's number 17. Lincoln City, XYZ clear at the top of the league. Anyway, um, and then, you know, you, you sign off. Milton Keynes nil, Lincoln one. Cool. Switch your mic off. Look to my left, there's a Milton Keynes fan, bat 50. He's he's probably just had, you know, half a bottle of Uganda Morris's wine in uh, in in their hospitality suite. Um hospitality, was it? So I'm known what I, I they, they I don't know. He, he might have been, but um he's turned around to me and gone, Oi, why didn't you tell me it weren't a penalty? Blah blah. That's your fucking job, XYZ, blah. And I was like, You what, mate? 
And I can't, I was mutton because I've had a bit of cold, so I've got one ear that's a bit, it's on the blink. And I'm mm. like, what? And he's like, why aren't you saying that to fucking me? I was like, mate, what the fuck you know about? And he goes, me and you, half time, I'll be fucking waiting for you. I go, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, cool. Anyway. Um, offered, offered out Milton Keynes, Aaron. Out Bloody Milton Keynes. <laughs> Not a anyway. Milton Keynes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Well, can I just say my, my career has plunged to new low depths. <laughs> yeah. um, at halftime, I've done my report. I've got there and uh, I look to my left and he's sitting there. So I stand up, not to go and see him, to have a cup of tea. And he walks over to me and goes, Look, yeah, I'm really sorry. Uh, it was passion. I'm really sorry. Blah blah. He goes, I see the Wimbledon. He goes, I see the Wimbledon sticker on your on your laptop. And he goes, I just want to say, you know, um, you know, it's all in the past. You know, things happen. Blah. blah, blah. Let bygones be bygones. I was like, you fucking what? And I was like, mate. Any other out, time? For anyone that for anyone that doesn't know what Aaron looks like. Okay, so Aaron's about six foot four. Right. At least, yeah, yeah. And weighs about 300 pounds. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, uh, I'm 10 kilo down, son. I'm 10 kilo down. Don't knock it. Right. So, I wouldn't want to meet Aaron down the dark anyway. I'm I, I, being totally honest. I suggest anyone that fancies taking on Aaron, make your first punch count. Because <laughs> 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 you might not get a second. <laughs> I mean, literally, he's like, it's, it's all in the past, isn't it? I was like, mate, shut up. Aaron's laptop has got a, I'm voting in an AFC Wimbledon election sticker on it, at NK Dons as well. So, so I'm guessing this guy thought that you were definitely, definitely a Wimbledon fan commentating <laughs> on MK Dons. One well, mate, Wimbledon yeah, nuts has gone up there. Absolutely exactly. nuts. Well, last, of course, the first time I ever went to their ground, I went decked out in full-on Wimbledon gear, Wimbledon hat, Wimbledon scarf, Wimbledon everything. And I got some <laughs> funny old looks, and I just did it for the banner. There was barely anyone there anyway. Um, but the, the best bit of my trip, best bit of my trip was speaking to Danny Cowley, Lincoln manager after the game, and um, and and... To do the interviews down at uh, NK, you stand in the tunnel. And at the bottom of the tunnel was who? Of course, it was Chief Winky himself. And he was watching the replays on TV and he was just screaming, they don't want us to go up. They don't want us to go up. And I was just standing there going, too fucking right, you thieving cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be impartial. Yeah, well, no, no. Well, you know, I, was, I, stuck, I stuck around for, for, uh, for Danny Cowley. We had a laugh. We made sure everyone from from, from Milton Keynes knew that uh, that we were we were loving life. And yeah, he invited me up to his promotion party. So yeah, I'm off to report on that the weekend. Look forward to it. Um, Enjoy. Yeah, and uh, and and gents, that's pretty much it. Who wants to who wants to to finish it off? Have a go, Harry. Do the bye for now. Go. On. Bye for now.
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.